Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Milu, the simplest way for photographers and coordinators to collaborate on shot lists and timelines for weddings, parties, and other amazing events. Visit Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit PhotographersEdit.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca Podcast episode, a special edition, if you will, of the Boca Podcast, a brand position consultation, and today with Leah Gatesel. Thank you, Leah, for hanging out with me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you here. You were very kind. You were telling me that that you listen to the podcast kind of on an ongoing basis, and, and I really appreciate that. appreciate all of our listeners for listening in and occasionally chiming in, giving us feedback, and it's wonderful to actually have you on the show. And uh, you even, I mean, you came prepared. You've got a fancy mic even. I know. I uh, had some trouble setting it up. I'm definitely not an expert. My boyfriend does music and stuff like okay. that, so yeah. he was like, hey try this out, see if it works. And I was fiddling with it beforehand trying to figure it out. I was on mute for a while. So <laughs> I'm glad I finally got it propped up on a, some very uh, professional looking boxes. So. Oh, no, we're, we're good to go. It's great audio. You've got, I, I mentioned before we started, you've got to get great radio voice. So our listeners are going to enjoy that. It's going to be a perfect show. And we're going to be talking about brand position. For those of you who listen to the show, you know, we talk about brand position on a regular basis. Uh, just briefly in passing, I'll ask some of our guests what their brand position is in their market. These shows are dedicated to that topic, but we go much more into depth. And in this case, Leah, you're, maybe you can give a little bit of context to our listeners. You're currently based in Texas, but you're getting ready to move to likely the Denver, Colorado area, right? Yeah. So we are still kind of, things are up in the air. Um, but I've only been in Dallas since August of 2018 and we are already probably planning on moving on to the next city while my boyfriend finishes up school. And we love Denver. That's always just kind of been where like our heart is at, but we don't know, you know, it's, it's again up in the air, but I am in this tricky spot of, you know, moving a business or potentially moving a business. So a little bit daunting. But, but it's it's an interesting situation. And I think actually for our conversation today, as I've said before in these brand position consultations, they are meant to be conversations. Uh, if At the very least, I want to let our listeners hear what it's like to go through this process of considering what brand or what position they might put their business in as far as a brand is concerned in their local market, or in your case, as you're getting ready to move to market, not knowing exactly where you're living or going to be living. I think today we're going to focus more on the concepts involved in this process of establishing a clear and distinct brand position. We'll tentatively consider the Denver market uh, as a possibility. Ultimately, of course, and we'll talk about this more a little bit later, how you position yourself is going to be determined on the market and the locale, the photographers in that locale, uh, so that you're clearly distinguishing yourself from that market. But just as we get started, Leah, um, if you'll allow me, I just want to share with our listeners, really the primary benefits of establishing a clear and distinct uh, value proposition, I'm sorry, brand position, which by the way, is a unique value proposition. We do talk about that in the podcast a lot. But the benefits, one, are that potential clients immediately know our unique value proposition. Uh, We offer a particular service. Hopefully that service adds value to somebody's life and in a way that's unique to or distinct from any other photographers in the market. So that's number one benefit. Number two benefit is that a clear and distinct brand position filters irrelevant potential clients. So if you have that brand position statement plastered on the homepage of your website the moment they land there, they know immediately whether you're a fit or potentially a fit as a photographer based on that brand position statement. You immediately filter those that are irrelevant. And then hopefully those that that message resonates with, they're like, oh my word, I need to find out more. Third benefit is that it simplifies and focuses your marketing efforts. So for those of you listening in, if, if you're juggling multiple messages, um, you know one of the, the popular things in the last, I don't know, six, seven years or so in the industry was to pick three words that represented a brand. Um, But unfortunately, in some of those cases, those three words kind of carry different connotations or different messages. If you're having to juggle multiple messages and now trying to figure out how you're going to market your brand, 
it might create a little bit of confusion. If you have a clear, singular, distinct brand position, it makes marketing efforts much easier, much more focused. The fourth benefit, of course, is it encourages better time management because once you decide on that clear and distinct brand position, really everything that you do on a day-to-day basis is going to be serving that brand position. So it focuses the way that you spend your time and you can decide, does spending a time on this particular task or this project make sense as it relates to this brand position? Yes, no, and filter accordingly. So it helps with time management as well. So I just want to throw that out there. This is not meant to be an end-all be-all when it comes to marketing. Brand position is a piece of the puzzle, but it's a significant one. And that's why we're spending time um, on it. Uh, Along with the fact, of course, that not a lot of photographers are actually addressing this in their business. I think it's important that we go there. So with that introduction, Leah, uh, I really appreciate you kind of just jumping into this with me today. But Talk to me a little bit about what you want to accomplish today. I know that you, you've alluded to the fact that you're getting ready to move to a new market. What do you hope that you can accomplish as we talk about this idea of brand position? Yeah, I mean, I think I I already have some general idea of what I would want my brand position to be. Okay. Um, but I would love to just create something that's clear and concise that fully embodies myself and and my brand. Um, so then whenever I do move, that it's it's much more seamless. You mm-hmm. know, I feel confident and strong um, with that brand position. And it is kind of a little bit tricky because Dallas, which is the market that I'm in currently, is vastly different from the Denver market. Interesting. So Dallas is very much this light and airy, timeless, poised kind of style. And then you move over to Denver and it's very elopement, adventurous, kind of outdoorsy. Okay. So I've had a lot of success in the Dallas market because I am so different from, you know, my main competition, if you will call it that. Right. Um, but I, I worry that, you know, moving into Denver where it is something a little bit more similar to kind of my style that I'll just bleed in with all the other photographers that are there because I'm moving to another very saturated market. Denver and Dallas are both very huge. So for sure. Well, and, you know, I mean, when we look at what a client might see as a distinction, the photography might be an element of it. Um, although I, I think that we give our potential clients maybe a little bit too much credit in some cases, putting so much emphasis on the photographic style. Clients see something, they, they either like it or they don't. In many cases, they may not even be able to explain why. So that is a component of our effort at creating distinction, but I don't think it's as significant as as many photographers make it. Then, of course, you do have the brand message, which is what we're going to talk about today. The experience that you provide as well can play into the possibility of creating distinction, but hopefully that experience will support the message, the brand position, uh, which again, we'll kind of get into in, in just a bit. So are, do you, you said that you have an idea of the direction you want to go with the brand position, but do you have, do you currently have an established brand position that you communicate to potential clients? Yeah. So I have a little statement that's on, uh, on my front webpage. Um, I actually learned from listening to your podcast to make sure that it's right at the front fold before you scroll down. So it's bold and vibrant imagery, uh, for colorful and kind souls is currently what I have. Okay. And I see that actually I bold and vibrant imagery for colorful and kind souls. So break that down for me. What do those words mean? And then as, as a collection of words as a phrase, what does it mean altogether? Yeah. So the first part, having bold and vibrant imagery, I always tell my clients that I really want everything to look true to life Hmm. um, and I want it to look impactful. So I want greens to look green. I want skin tones to look accurate. I want everything to look like a slightly enhanced version of reality, Hmm. but I don't want any of my work to be time-stamped in 2019 with a certain trend or editing style. So that's kind of that first component. And then Colorful and Kind Souls really spoke to me because I've been hearing so much talk about finding your ideal client and what that means. And for me, I was really struggling with it Because I hear a lot of talk about people will tell you to create what your ideal client is in your mind. Mm. You know, oh, they shop at this place or, oh, they wear these clothes or this is the type of wedding that they're looking for. And for me, it's just about um, the interactions that I have with people. Those are my ideal clients. Having people that are fun and kind and you know, engaging is really what matters to me. Um, I've had clients from, you know, all different occupations or walks of life or wedding styles. And the people that I would want to shoot again and again and again are just 
kind people. Um, so I thought, why not throw that in yeah. uh, to my brand position? Yeah. Okay. So bold and vibrant, and you're referencing the style. By the way, I, I did notice on, I think it was your about page, you you talked specifically about an editing style that didn't get dated. Um, you may have even heard me talk about it on the podcast before. I think it's funny looking in hindsight now as a wedding photographer at some of the stuff that I did with my images when it came to editing, kind of cringeworthy, honestly. Um, Same. And, and it doesn't take very long to, to get through whatever the trend is. And you're like, oh, my word, what was I thinking? You know, it's really funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've been doing photography just as a hobby for over 10 years. And I okay. look back and I had photos with selective color in it that I just <laughs> yes. thought was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and I look back and I just think, what I what was I thinking? And that's fine for personal work. I'm sure. all for experimentation and trying new things out. Um, but maybe for somebody's wedding no selective color. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah, just leave that out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so what type, I mean, wedding photography seems to be kind of the driving genre that you're focused on. Is that the case or do you offer other services as well? Yeah. So wedding photography is definitely my main, you know, what I advertise more than anything else. Um, but I do also do families, some senior photos and then engagement sessions. So I do a little bit of other things specifically, you know, in off seasons or with, you know, my wedding clients or referrals or things like that. What would you say, like what percentage of your work, if you were to break it down, even if you kind of have to guess, what percentage of your business is wedding photography versus portrait work? Yeah. So I would say it's probably about 50-50 to be completely honest for the amount of um, time and effort I'm putting into it. Now, weddings are definitely like the main source of my financial income. Okay. So it is a little bit skewed in that way. But I do quite a few other shoots just being in uh, a college town and with lots of families around. And so in the off season, definitely, definitely I do lot of other work. Okay. You're mixing it up. But yeah. I mean, I, when I land on the homepage of your site, I'm looking at this gorgeous uh, image of a bride and groom it looks like in a farm setting. And I scroll down and I see what seems to be, I mean, it's either, it's either wedding photography. There's a little bit of family photography there, but really it's about romantic relationships seems to be kind of the mm-hmm. focus there. Um, and that's something interesting to note too. I mean, if, if there is, if you're looking for opportunity to focus the brand for the sake of standing out, um, mixing it up with you know four or five different types of photography and and even marketing those various types of photography will potentially water the brand down just a little bit at least if you're trying to create some distinction so you know when we if if you're offering wedding and photography maybe you could sum that up by saying you know f- photography highlighting romantic relationships or some phrase such as that that is focused on the the connection between two people and that that is a potential direction that we could explore a little bit. But it's interesting to consider, and the reason for everybody listening in, a little bit of context, the reason I'm asking about percentage of photography or percentage of time focused on one genre or another, and, and I'm glad that Leah actually pointed out the the amount of revenue generated, uh, which would be an interesting thing to, to kind of dig into a little bit too. But if there is an opportunity or one of the, the opportunities to create distinction, as I mentioned, is to focus in on one particular genre. And if, if the business is already generating 70 or 80% of your revenue through the one genre, and that's where you find the most enjoyment, it's almost a no-brainer at that point to just really hone in. And it's not about not photographing any of the other stuff. It's about what you're actually marketing so that your brand becomes recognizable for this particular genre or this particular service. Um, you're a, you're a photographer of couples, you know, I mean, again, simple phrases like that, but it's a way to sum up what it is that you do in that case, that could be like an umbrella statement for weddings and engagement sessions. But my suggestion would be to look for opportunities to really focus in what you're doing for the sake of giving you a little bit of assistance and creating that distinction, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, but let's keep going because we've got a lot of kind of digging in to do, which is is a lot of fun. What would you say currently, and and I think you've kind of alluded to this a little bit, but if if somebody were to say, hey, Leah, what is is the biggest difference between you, your, your brand, and even your style of photography, and the photographers currently in your market in the Dallas area, what is the biggest distinction? How would you answer them? Yeah, I think whenever you look at the Dallas market, like I was mentioning, how it is very much this bright and airy, very like timeless, poised um, kind of style, which is gorgeous and, you know, is 
it works for a reason because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but that's not me. I am not poised. I'm the clumsiest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'm not elegant at all. I'm goofy. I make bad dad jokes. I'm, you know, outgoing. And, and so that didn't feel like myself. So for me, what sets me apart, I think, is that, that, personality. It's that experience that I provide that's fun and carefree and and candid. And yeah, I think that's probably what would set me apart. And then, you know, also with my editing style being pretty, pretty different from the market as well. So yeah, quite a few things. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just taking notes as you're talking here too, just to kind of Give me an, an overall picture of at least how you see yourself. Of course, the, the, yeah. the big question at the end of the day is how your clients see you. And this isn't something we've actually talked about a lot in these brand position consultations, but it's not a bad idea. If you're looking for an opportunity to create a bit more focused representation of your brand in whatever market you're, you're in or going to be in, uh, my suggestion would be to even get some feedback from your existing clients because they may have a particular experience and be able to describe that experience in a way that you wouldn't naturally um, describe or in a way that you wouldn't naturally explain it to somebody. We have a tendency as photographers of using words, phrases that we're familiar with and that we hear other photographers repeat. And so we're using that type of thing in, in our messaging. And as a result, in some cases, the messaging isn't particularly clear, at least it doesn't resonate with a potential client the way that we assume it does uh, because we're like, oh, that that just feels so good. It sounds so good. It sounds cute, whatever. Um, but the client's like, I don't know what that actually means. Uh, so we have to keep that in mind too. It's really important. But just to kind of continue on, what what would you say right now? I mean, if you were to list two or three reasons why you even got into photography in the first place, how would you sum that up? Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost um, was since I've been doing it for for so long, it's always been my creative outlet. And I never thought that I could do it professionally. So whenever I found wedding photography and I realized that I could do something that was my hobby for so long um, as my, you know, day-to-day job, that was like a light bulb that went off for me. And I thought, you know, there's nothing I can ever I'll never be able to work another job again. You know, this is this is it for me. So having that creative outlet for me uh, was always really, really important. And then the driving factor also behind me wanting to start my photography business was wanting to have financial freedom, independence. I love working for myself and, you know, being my own businesswoman and not having to have a boss or those sort of things, being able to make those decisions on my own. And then, but really what's kept me and what kind of drives me day to day um, is just the interactions that I have with my couples. I think especially it's so evident right now and all the craziness that's going on. These relationships that I've formed with my upcoming 2019 couples and that relationship is just so strong. Um, it's something so deeply personal, you know, photogra- photographing someone's wedding. I think that's what's kept me doing it for so long um, is this idea like, you know, you're interacting with these people on the most important day of their life and then you're friends for life. You know, I have Instagram messages with brides that send me random memes and things that I would think are funny (laughs) all the time. And I love it, you know, and even going out and doing, you know, senior sessions, making these girls feel empowered and Mm. beautiful and, Mm -hmm. you know, just those, those human interactions. I worked in retail for a really long time, so I really like talking with people. Do you? Um, So, yeah. So I think that's kind of what's kept me in the job and and why I wake up and love what I do every day. Well, and you said something there as you were describing the significance of relationships with your clients that is really important and in light of what we're talking about. When we when we talk about creating a brand position, it's it's actually a pretty serious concept in that as I mentioned earlier, it's going to drive what you do and for any of our listeners what what they do on a day-to-day basis, what they spend their time on. And so it should be rooted in our personal values. I mean, it sounds like connected connectedness or community is one of your values. You find joy and fulfillment in connecting with other people. And so as a result, my suggestion would be to build a business model and also a, an accompanying brand position that supports that, that enables that. Now, the cool thing about being a photographer, especially a wedding photographer, is 
basically you're going to get to do that all the time anyway, right? It's, you don't have to create a distinct brand position in order to support that. There are ways that you can infuse that love for relationships into the experience that you're creating. But ultimately, you're, you're in a sustainable business just innately because you're going to get to work with really great people, hopefully. Um, by the way, and I'll add this, and we'll, we'll get into this, the specifics of brand position in just a little bit, but our potential brand position statements. Saying that, that you like to work with colorful people, I think that was the phrase that you used. Is that right? I'm going back yeah. to, your, to your site. So that end of itself is, is a little bit vague, and my suggestion would yeah. be that if you want to call out a particular market segment, using that particular word is probably not going to do the trick because most people, when they read that phrase, don't know what that actually means, right? Vibrant imagery for colorful and kind souls. Now, kind souls, in my mind, evokes a little bit more of a vivid image. Kind souls, there's a, there's a certain, especially coupled with that picture that you have there, there's a certain warmth associated with that phrase, at least for me. And we're talking about souls, so there's a depth to it, right? You didn't just say kind people, you said kind souls. So there's a certain depth in the kindness that you're describing that's a little bit more vivid. I think that's really lovely. Um, the only thing that I would question there would be what is the opposite? When you make, when you create a, a position statement, what you're doing, at least partially, is positioning yourself against the opposite of that position. So what's the opposite of that position? Unkind people. And are <laughs> there any people. photographers? <laughs> yeah. Are there any kind or any, are there any photographers that would position themselves that way? No, they wouldn't. Yeah. So is it actually a distinct position that makes you unique? Are there photographers that like working with mean people or unkind people? I know it sounds like a funny question, but these are no, the kinds of kind of logical questions that we need to ask ourselves when we're thinking about that message and what it's actually communicating. Um, that's one way to look at it. So all that to say, I love that you that you love relationships. I mean, it's literally one of my values here on my on the home screen of my my phone is connectedness, right? Connected. Yeah. I like to be connected. I like community. I like depth and relationships. That's really important. And I think you can build your business model um, to support that. And I mean, just the little bit that I know you, it sounds like it's just going to come out naturally, which is beautiful. Whether or not it makes sense to try to infuse that in messaging or just focus on providing that experience, um, we'll leave a question mark right there. If you're going to try to put it into your messaging, you need to use words that are, that are going to resonate with uh, the potential client in such a way that they'll understand exactly what it is that you're saying. Because I think that the second part of that current position statement maybe is a little bit vague in that regard, and it's not ultimately going to create distinction. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It makes complete sense. And I think you mentioned earlier where whenever you create a phrase in your mind and you think, oh, this sounds so great, or this is so cute yeah. sounding, yeah. and you know, then you kind of dissect it and you realize people aren't you know, reading it in the way that I envision it. Yeah. Um, so they might not think of it in the same way and you get kind of attached to your own words that you create. So it's good to have an unbiased person kind of help <laughs> me break it down. Well, but I have so. to say it's, it, yes. So to your point, objective feedback is a wonderful thing to have because I fall into the same trap. It's easy for me to get caught up in an idea and fixated on it. And then I get asked for feedback from my team, for example, and they're like, actually that, you know, it comes across this way, or maybe you should do this thing. It's nice to have that objective feedback. So I'm glad that we get to have, have this conversation. What would be amazing is if there was some way to infuse the tone in your voice, which is wonderfully kind, um, into whatever your brand position statement is, is on your website, because your clients would actually, I think they would, they would connect with that in a really great way. But it brings up a reality that we face as photographers, which is that while the, there is a significance to personal relationships and making that effort, creating that experience as you currently do and I know will continue to do is really wonderful. And it may create referrals, right, from those clients who are like, oh, my goodness, Leah is so wonderfully kind. She loves connecting with me. I felt such a personal connection with her. That's wonderful. But what we're trying to do with a brand position statement is communicate this, the distinction of your brand to people who don't yet know you because they don't they, there's no way for them to hear the tone of your voice in that position statement. They haven't had the chance to sit down and meet you yet. So how can you, in a phrase of four, five, six, seven, eight words, communicate succinctly what your brand's about in a way that makes you stand out in their mind immediately, you know, in the span of a few seconds? And then if they resonate with that, then you're going to have the opportunity to connect with them and they're going to be won over easily. Um, but it's, it's that, that initial grabbing of their attention that we're, that we're trying to focus on with the brand position. So to that point, and, and I know that you shared the, the top reasons why you're in photography. As I said, it matters for our listeners. It matters 
because ultimately this brand position is going to determine how your business even functions. It's going to determine the way that you're, the direction that you're taking your business model. You want to make sure that it is rooted in what actually matters to you. In this case, for Leah, one of those values is relationships, close relationships. Uh, make sure that you're developing a business model and ultimately a brand position that supports your value set because it will, to Leah's original point, enable you to be able to run a business for a long time and be fulfilled in that, not get burnt out easily. Um, let's actually look at your competition because- yeah. Feelings aside about you know ourselves, about our photography brand, about our editing style, all that stuff, feelings aside, it's really interesting. If you're wanting to create a clear and distinct brand position, one of the quickest ways that you can do that is to take a look at the market around you. Uh, and by the way, when I say you, I'm also talking to our listeners too. So for everybody listening in, if you take a look, you do a quick Google search, and this is what I did um, for, for Leah. Now, Leah's in a bit of an, uh, not an unusual situation, but a unique situation in comparison to some of the other consultations I've done in that she doesn't quite know what market she's going to land in right now. We're going to say tentatively that it's Denver. So I did a Google search looking through the first three pages or so worth of, of Google results uh, searching Denver wedding photographers, what I, what I actually searched. And so what I've done is I've pulled up these websites and I'm just going to quickly jump through these websites and read off if they have a position statement, read what that position statement is. As I've explained in the podcast before, I'm not naming names. We're not calling any businesses out here. I just want to give context to how you at home or wherever you're listening to the podcast might go about this research process as well. Not overly complicated. It's free other than the little bit of time you have to spend doing it. Just search whatever your market wedding photographer or portrait photographer. If there's a particular type of wedding or portrait photography that you offer, specify that as well and do a search. So here are some of the results that I'm noticing. And I'm just going to look at each of these websites. This particular site actually has a position statement. You have to scroll down beyond the fold. We do talk about putting that position statement above the fold, but their position statement is intimate photography for the adventure inspired. Uh, you mentioned the significance of, in Denver, that, that market with outdoor photography. You mentioned that to me, I think, earlier, and or adventure-style photography. I mean, they definitely exhibit that here. The position statement itself, intimate photography, I don't know what that means. I don't know if you're going to be photographing me in lingerie. I don't know if you're going to be photographing intimate relationships. I don't know if I, it's a bit vague. For the adventure-inspired, they're actually backing up that statement or that part of the statement, at least with some of the imagery. And that's really important too, is that we back that up. Nonetheless, there's a position statement, kind of one to, to make a mental note of or even jot down. Going to the next site, uh, in this particular case, there's no, oh, actually it says Denver wedding photography for folks in love with their weird. Okay. So that's an interesting statement, a little bit vague. What does that, that mean? But I think if nothing else, it's going to make people laugh. And then the imagery to go along with it, I mean, that the picture right there on the homepage definitely supports the position statement brilliantly. And so, wow, pretty well done, actually. It's very unique. I, I would venture that there are not going to be any other photographers in the Denver market that make that statement. And so they're going to stand out. And it gives them not only something really fun to offer to a potential client, but it's, it could literally drive everything that they do in their marketing efforts, the imagery that they put on their website. Uh, so I think that's actually a pretty fun example of uh, a brand position statement. The next one I land on, I don't see one. They say weddings, portraiture, architecture, and more, which just kind of leaves me wondering what they actually do. Um, it's very vague. It's very broad. There's no specificity there. Let me jump to the next site. So Kudos to this particular photographer specializing in colorful love stories and portraits. Now, I say kudos to them because they actually have a statement. What does colorful love stories and portraits mean? I don't know. It's kind of a vague phrase. But here's something to keep in mind, uh, Leah, is that sounds a little bit similar to what you've been describing as well. So there's a need here to create some distinction. And this is why doing this kind of research matters. Like, okay, somebody's already saying this particular thing. Um, how can I stand in contrast to them? I don't want to use the same phrase or words or even focus on the same idea. So I need to, I need to come up with a different position statement. So there's, there's another one. Um, let me read it. Let me keep going here. So a business name, no position statement other than just Denver wedding photographer, which of course isn't going to create any kind of distinction. I'll keep going. Pretty picture. Uh, Denver wedding photographers, real wedding photojournalism. It's not in, in the biggest of font. So it kind of gets hidden a little bit. It's in a gray font. Uh, so it hidden, hidden even more. I don't know what real means. Uh, wedding photojournalism is a phrase that used to be used quite a bit in our industry, not so much anymore. So there's an opportunity to create distinction here uh, for that photographer if they really wanted to run with that position. But I have to look for that position statement. The photography itself seems to, to support or 
at least some of the photography seems to support that idea of photojournalism. But there's an opportunity, at least based on what we've seen and read so far, for them to create some distinction in the market and really be Denver's wedding photojournalist. I think that they need to work on making sure the imagery backs that up and making that, that message more prominent. What do you think so far? I'm going to keep reading through some of these, but what are your thoughts initially? Yeah, I mean, initially, of course, the one photographing the weird or whatever yeah. immediately sticks out in my brain, which is it's done its job perfectly. Yeah. But I think it, it is kind of um, what I anticipated, where unlike the Dallas market, the Denver market is much more adventurous. It is a little bit more, you know, elopements outdoorsy kind of fun vibe, Mm -hmm. um, which like I was saying is slightly more, I'm not very outdoorsy because I'm not great at hiking and stuff. (laughs) We'll have to work on that before I move there. Um, I'm like, no, I I can't hike up a mountain for your wedding. I'm so sorry. So I'm going to need to (laughs) practice that before I move. Um, But yeah, no, so it's, it's very clear how important it is to have something so distinct because that one photographer, I can't get it out of my mind, which is the perfect, the whole reason why we're talking right now, yeah. right? Is the the whole benefit of having a brand position. You know, what's interesting though, you, you mentioned not really being into the outdoor scene or the hiking scene. And I get the idea of setting yourself up or kind of becoming acclimated to the idea anyway, because you know, you're moving into a particular market that enjoys this or tends to enjoy this particular activity. But one of the ways, again, to create a distinct brand position is to kind of go the opposite direction of the market. So there might be an interesting opportunity here, and I don't know exactly what it looks like, but there might be an interesting opportunity to go the opposite way. The anti-adventure photographer, wedding photographer, yeah. or, or something to that effect. I don't think that's a good phrase uh, as, as, as an actual statement, but describing that you are the person who you know isn't the outdoor photographer, isn't the adventure photographer, isn't the one that's going to go hiking with you. Um, what is the antithesis of that? What what in that wedding market uh, is there that you can photograph that wouldn't be, that wouldn't fit that kind of stereotype of Denver? Maybe that's the market that you focus on and, and the messaging that you come up with focuses on communicating that effectively. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Because it plays to your personality or to your tendencies, to your preferences, and um, and it would stand in distinction to the market because as you said, there there is a tendency in the direction of outdoor weddings there, understandably, of course. Um, I, let me just keep going that the next website I land on no position statement, same thing with the next one. I have to scroll down just a little bit. And here was an example of what I referenced earlier. Those three words that were kind of popular there for a while, romantic, uh, not these specific words. It was just a popular thing to come up with three. This person says romantic, gracious, carefree. Um, you know, are we talking about the photographer? Are we talking about the couple? So we, you only want to photograph gracious couples or are you gracious? carefree. Are you carefree? Is a couple carefree? What does that actually look like when it comes to photographing the wedding or photographing the portrait session? And that's where these this, this approach can tend to be vague and you're working with different ideas. So it's not very focused, not a really great example when it comes to, to copy that's going to ultimately sell somebody in the fact that you're unique. Let me keep going. This particular website, no position statement, um, which I think you're going to find in many cases. Uh, a lot of photographers just don't have a position statement at all. If they do, it's not necessarily the strongest. And same thing with this next site. Just a few more here. Because I, I I did a Google search with, for, through the, the first three pages. Connected weddings for the devoted and cr- courageous couple. Okay, so that is that is a position statement, certainly. And it's sitting just barely above the fold on my site. Connected weddings. So what does that mean? Um, you know, I mean, the... One of the things that was popular to do in the last two or three years was to say that this is a disconnected wedding. So you got to put your phone down. Do you want potential clients getting confused with that? Does that mean that you want everybody on their phone and everybody's taking pictures? Um, connected weddings. I mean, a, a wedding is it is a celebration of a relationship, which hopefully is connected. So that's kind of an obvious thing to say. Um, so that that doesn't really make sense. It certainly doesn't create distinction, and it almost seems obvious in that context. Devoted. I hope we're devoted. I hope the friends and family are devoted to the couple. I hope the couple's devoted to each other. And, and, and then courageous. What does that mean? I mean, are, are we have to you know go jump out of a plane in order to get married? I don't know what courageous means. So this is an example again, and the only reason I share this is just to give our listeners and and yourself an idea of what not to do. Make sure that the especially the, the words that are being used aren't vague because you want to be able to resonate with that potential client. And the last thing you need them doing is wondering, like having to go to 
uh, a dictionary at the source or something, trying to figure out what it is you're actually trying to communicate. So let me, just a couple more websites here. This next one has three words again, trusted, personal, loved. Again, are we talking about the couple? Are we talking about the photographer? Right underneath there, there's some text and script that's really light. And because it's in script and it's light and it kind of blends into the picture that it's on top of, it's hard to read, but I think it says knowing you made the right decision. Are we talking about the photographer? Are we talking about the couple and their relationship? Again, question marks there. You don't want to leave a potential client with question marks. Uh, Next website, don't see anything in particular here. Um, The next one, documenting the sacred. Interesting. Okay. So, wow. That's a, it's a really, first of all, they have it right above the fold, which is, is very distinct big, bold text. And it actually continues from picture to picture. So what you have, and I'm going to go back. So it says documenting the sacred, and that's laid over the top of an image of human experience and meaningful connection because love is everything. And this moment is your life. So if they read it, it becomes kind of a description of almost a mission statement for the photography business. But that first one documenting the sacred, and there's a beautiful, beautiful image to, to back it up um, is a really interesting position statement and quite beautiful. It's, it is specific enough. And again, it's backed up with a really beautiful image, but it's also mysterious enough that you maybe want to know more. I mean, I look at the image and it's just like, wow, it draws me in. And I think it's really brilliant. Um, let me keep going. A couple more. Is this giving you some perspective a little bit, Leah? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Um, just a couple more. I don't want everybody to have to sit and listen to me just read off websites, but I, I hope this is helpful in context um, to the conversation, what the research process looks like and what you should be looking for. This next next photographer on the site, don't see a position statement. I scrolled down, um, Colorado wedding photographer specializing in weddings, elopements, and engagements for adventurous couples. There's that, that word again, um, really overused adventurous couples, probably, especially in the, in the Colorado market. So you want to avoid doing that. And, um, the next, next one, just scrolling down, no position statement, really, I mean, beautiful imagery. The closest thing they get to a position statement is Denver wedding photographer. And, uh, then nothing really else scrolling down wedding photography for people who are not mainstream. This is the next website. And wow. I mean, there you go create some distinction. Wedding photography for people who are not mainstream. What does that mean? Now, I would still be left kind of wondering what does not mainstream mean? But then the imagery is there that I think helps support the message as well. And it creates some distinction. Most people probably feel like the so-called norm, um, whether they want to admit it or not. But if they if they feel like they're unique, maybe that that message is going to resonate with that potential client. So anyway, I, we'll, we'll stop reading through sites at the moment, but do you have any further thoughts, Leah, before we talk about possibilities for brand positions for you? Yeah, no, I think it's just, again, so, so evident that the ones that stick out in your mind are the ones that are so vastly different from anything else that I've read. The mainstream one, the sacred one, and the weird one one you yeah. know those are the the ones that i hmm. i can't stop thinking about and i think it, it's so easy as photographers because we're just inundated with so much imagery and so many different brand positions and words and that sort of thing to do what everybody else does to use the same phrases and that sort of thing because you think oh if this person's successful at it then maybe i will be but just how important it is to veer completely in a different direction yeah because, I mean, for us reading through those, we basically are the, the client, we're the customer, we're reading those for the first time. And I can't even see what their their photos look like, but I already know who I would want to hire. So I think it's very, very informative. And informative even more so in the fact that I'm just hearing them and not seeing the imagery because I ah. think it's very easy to go onto a website and just think this is the most beautiful website I've ever seen. Mm. This is the most beautiful photo mm-hmm. as a photographer. So it's nice to just hear the brand position without anything else. Um, <laughs> it makes true. it even more helpful, you know. When when you when those particular phrases resonated with you, outside of the fact that they are unusual, because most photographers aren't using those phrases or those words, was there anything else about it about those phrases that resonated with you? I really liked the the like the mystery that you were talking about mm. with some of them mm-hmm. because I after we are done with this conversation I will be going and trying to find their website <laughs> because I want to figure out you know I want to figure out more I want to see their website I want to see the photos that 
you know, they're speaking about. So I like that kind of mysterious bit. I like the shortness of a couple of them. I think that it's very easy to to have that stuck in your brain mm. um, when it's something short and sweet, you know. Yeah, I, like that, it. I have that particular website pulled back up here, documenting the sacred. I, I love that they're able to sum up the position statement with three words. And we we all know that most people in 2020 culture these days are, I mean, we have a, a short attention span, right? So we need to be able to communicate the message in just seconds. It's so, so important. And so in order to do that, uh, what we need to do is use as few words as possible, and it can be a bit of a challenge. I mean, it, it's tough to sum an idea up in just a few words, but that, that at least needs to be our goal. Um, one of the tools that I mentioned before in this effort, too, that can be really helpful coming up with words that are colorful, but yet uh, not mimicking or mirroring the same thing that you know 50,000 other photographers are using is just a really simple site it's called powerthesaurus.org. And uh, for anybody listening in, you can go check that out. And if, you're, if there are particular words that are important to you when it comes to your brand position, what you're ultimately wanting to create with your business, then my suggestion would be go create a list of those words and then go type each of those words into powerthesaurus.org. And I actually, earlier before we started, Leah, um, I, I typed in vibrant in powerthesaurus.org. And some of the words that came up were kind of interesting, lively, active, energetic, vivid, spirited. Uh, you know, spirited imagery is not a phrase that you would likely see on many photographers' sites, certainly not in the ones that we pulled up. And there is a certain energy that it communicates, which is really, I think, really interesting. Dynamic, animated, dynamical. I didn't even know that was a word. Uh, <laughs> vivacious, vigorous, vibrating, rich, resounding, vital, strong. So you've got the vocabulary, of course, that we have access to is massive. We're just so used to hearing the same words all the time that we tend to mimic them or mirror them. And then we end up with something that sounds very similar to other photographers. So I would highly recommend for all those listening in and for yourself, Leah, too, as you continue to kind of figure this out, um, taking a look at the Power Thesaurus site and just using that as, a, as one of your tools to come up with that really distinct phrase. So what kind of direction are you leaning at the moment? I mean, based on what you're telling me, what you're interested in, but then also what you're seeing in the Denver market, what are you kind of leaning toward? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because, um, you know, being someone that's not the most athletic, super clumsy kind of person scaling a mountain and doing those kind of elopements isn't probably something that I will have my whole brand be focused on. Right. Um, so it is really interesting to think if there was a way to kind of tie in that aspect, you know, different types of weddings, because I'm sure people are not just getting married, summiting a mountain in Denver. Um, I'm sure there's a market for people that are unathletic like myself. So that is really interesting to hmm. me. I do very much agree that looking into some different words using that tool would be really, really helpful because I think it is the words that I've chosen are quite frequently used. But I would love to just try to figure out how to hone in kind of something that I have currently, but that's just smaller. Because I mean, my current brand position is what, like six, seven, eight words. You know, I can sometimes barely even remember it. So I <laughs> have no doubt that my clients will never remember that. But if I could figure something out that is, you know, three words that they could say, Leah Gates of photography, she is this, not this, 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 this. So. Well, is an example. So a couple of things that come to mind as you're talking, I mean, let's take that word spirited that we mentioned earlier. Mm, yeah. Spirited wedding photography for Denver couples. Uh, is an example of a really simple statement that represents the kind of energy that, I mean, I've experienced interacting with you just in the last you know hour or so, um, and that I'm sure you communicate even more vibrantly to the clients that you work with in person that you've known for, for longer. That's an example of a way to communicate both the, the kindness and the way that you engage with them, but then, and, and the energy that you bring to those conversations, those interactions, but then also the vibrance that your imagery uh, depicts. And you can sum it up with a word like that, which is also not being used by other photographers in that market. And now you have a really simple statement. Now, it's also key, as I alluded to earlier, that you back up a statement like that with imagery that, unlike any other photographer in that market, supports that notion of spirited 
photography. Now, spirited, uh, I think, at least for me anyway, when I hear that word, I do think about high energy. So whether or not that makes sense, you have to ultimately decide for yourself if that makes sense for your brand. But whether it's spirited or... You know, I'm looking at some of these other options. I mean, you could always use dynamical and leave people really confused because they're like, <laughs> I didn't know that was a word. But you could look for some of these other words that aren't used as readily or as mu- as often um, and look at incorporating that into your brand. Just make sure that you actually back it up with with the images. And actually, I'm scrolling through the list here and spirited is the one that really sticks out to me. And of course, that's just searching in a thesaurus for one word. Um, there, there's an opportunity for you to go. And I would suggest this for you and for anybody listening in who's wanting to work in their brand position, go ahead and work on a list of keywords that represent what it is you want to ultimately accomplish with your brand, what you want to communicate through your photography. And then again, enter those words into a thesaurus like that. Look at some of the alternatives. And then once you come up with some favorite words that aren't commonly used, figure out how you can put that together into a phrase. Now, playing on the other idea that you talked about, if you're not the most athletic photographer in the world, and I'm going to go to an extreme here just to kind of give an example, but I mean, you could you could say that you're Denver's church wedding photographer, right? Yeah. Um, now, that sounds kind of funny initially, but I would venture that there's literally nobody. I mean, especially based on the searching that we just did, there's literally nobody that's coming out and saying, "I only I only photograph church weddings." Um, and that would create a certain distinction there. And, and it's not because like all your life you've, you've only dreamed of photographing church weddings. A position statement like that is an example of looking at the market and going where nobody else is. So you yeah. see everybody going outside photographing those outdoor weddings. I would venture there's probably a, a good percentage of the weddings that are still photographed in a church or a mosque or a, um, a, a cathedral or whatever the thing might be. They can they can go to that place or they go to that place to get married. They need a photographer there. So that's where they need you. And if you're saying I'm the one for that particular job and nobody else is saying it, now you've created distinction. You've positioned yourself in the mind of that market that you're the person that they want to see if they're getting married in some type of a church. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. So that's an example of, of how you could play on the idea of I'm not so into the hiking. Um, so if I'm not so into the hiking, what type of weddings do I want to photograph uh, that support that idea? And it would be church weddings, for example. Relationships with couples, we, we kind of got into that a little bit earlier. I don't know if there's an effective way to communicate that without coming off kind of trite um, yeah. and, and it being distinctive enough. So I would probably leave that one alone. Let them experience that with you. And you can speak to it a little bit in some copy, maybe on the about page. Uh, but I wouldn't try to work that into your your position statement. Independence, you mentioned financial freedom as, as a motivation for business. Uh, obviously, you're not going to communicate that in a brand position statement. Uh, the creative outlet that would really set me apart. <laughs> it, it's, this is true. This is true. Creative outlet, um, and I'm just kind of reading back through my notes here. Creative outlet yeah. is. I know that many photographers, if not most, that's one of the the things that they love most about photography. Uh, and you see a lot of photographers talking about the significance of creativity to them, the the client doesn't really care in the end. Uh, and we have to remember what's important to the client is what we need to be talking about. What makes them feel valued or what can I add to their life as a photographer that's valuable? We need to be speaking to that, not what's important to us. If we want to have an about section on, on the site and just you know write a paragraph that gives them a little bit of information, great. But don't make that so prominent. Focus on how we add value to their lives and that's going to be really important. And then you said... Uh, let's see, fun, carefree, and candid were some words that you mentioned earlier too. Again, those are words that that aren't necessarily distinct. So there might be an opportunity to go through the thesaurus, do a search, and pull some of the words from there that can add that to your keyword list to ultimately come up with a phrase um, and then potentially a position statement as well. So th- those are just some some thoughts, some ideas. Um, scanning back through our notes, what are your thoughts at this point though um, about some of these things that we've talked about? Yeah, no, I feel like my uh, my wheels are turning uh, and I feel like I I can't wait to just go and like make a list of I'm going to have so many lists. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this has been super, super insightful for me because I think it has just reiterated how much I need to to set myself apart and figure out, you know, I don't know what market exactly I'm right. going to be in. Right. Um, so that is kind of a trickier thing. But doing this this whole exercise and going through and seeing what what the trends are and what most photographers are talk- talking about and then just kind of positioning spewing. yourself against it. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. that's that's exactly it. Yeah, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the the conversation, we're not necessarily in a position right now to to come up with a, an, an exact brand position statement because you don't know the market that you're going to be in. Um, but there is an opportunity to at least start exploring that, as you said, come up with a list of keywords and begin looking at the market or surrounding markets there understand where photographers are as far as their messaging is concerned, the services are concerned, and then look for holes in that market to do something that's different, to do something that's distinct, to do something that stands in stark contrast to the market. Um, and I think that'll get you well on your way. And and then, again, when they have the opportunity to meet you, to connect with you, they're, they're, you're just going to win them over immediately. You've got such a great heart and such a great vibe and energy about you. Um, the, the question here is how can you draw them in initially? And that's what we're trying to achieve yeah. with that brand position statement. So I appreciate you being willing to have this conversation, letting us kind of share it with everybody today. And again, for everybody listening in, you can see this is kind of a process. Um, some of the conversations I've had, we've landed on a, one or two or three potential position statements. In this case, it's the beginning of a conversation. We're beginning the research process. And uh, maybe we can even do a part two, Leah, and bring you back on uh, once yeah, you get closer to moving it. to that market and, and really dig into it even further. Yeah, no, I would love that. As of now, I have nothing but free time. So <laughs> whenever, whenever I'm, I'm down, of course. Perfect. Well, in the meantime, will you just let our listeners remind our listeners, I think I shouted it out earlier, but your website and social media, where they can follow you online and your adventures to Colorado whenever they may happen. Yeah. So it's uh, at Leah Gatesel on Instagram and then www how many dot leahgatesel.com <laughs> and it's spelled g-o-e-t-z-l it's a weird last name so it's all good You'll yeah l-e-a-h leah and then gatesel g-o-e-t-z-e-l.com we'll put that in the show notes and uh, of course at bocapodpodcast.com and the same thing leah gatesel on instagram thanks so much leah for making time for all of us today thanks so much for having me this has been great Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Milu, the simplest way for photographers and coordinators to collaborate on shot lists and timelines for weddings, parties, and other amazing events. Visit Milu, M-I-I-L-U dot com. This podcast is also brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>